Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Purveyor of Truth today. I'm looking forward to what the Lord has for us. And if you haven't already, I I encourage you to turn off the podcast, to pray, to seek the Lord, to worship and praise Him, to give Him all the glory and prepare your heart your mind, your will, and your emotions, your very soul for what God has for you today as you tune in and listen to the word of God, what thus saith the Lord to you this morning. You're not here by accident. You are not here by chance. You are here because the Lord is sovereign. God is everywhere. He knows everything and he is concerned for you. He loves you more than you could love yourself. We're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 35 picking up in verse 12 today. So um, give you a chance to turn off the podcast and pray, worship, seek the Lord, and uh, have your Bibles ready at Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 12. Here we go. Then came the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive the instruction to obey my words, says the Lord? Will you not receive instruction to obey my words, says the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine and are performed. For to this day they drink none and obey their father's commandment. But although I have spoken to you, rising early and speaking, you did not obey me. I have sent also to you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Turn now every one from his evil way. Amend your doings and do not go after other gods to serve them. Then you will dwell in the land which I have given you and your fathers. But you have not inclined your ear, nor obeyed me. Surely the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have performed the commandment of their father, which he commanded them. But this people hath not obeyed me. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring on Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the doom that I have pronounced against them, because I have spoken to them, but they have not heard, and I have called to them, but they have not answered. And Jeremiah said to the house of the Rechabites, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Because you have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab, your father, and have kept all his precepts and done according to all that he has commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me forever. Praise God. Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy towards us, Lord. God, help us, God, to understand what you are saying to the church today, Lord. Help us to seek your face, to humble our hearts before you, Lord, today, and not to be boastful or think ourselves more than we are, Lord, but to hear what you are saying. Lord, we are the church. We are your bride. Are we not washed in the blood, Jesus? Are we not standing before you cleansed and purified today in the blood of Jesus? Well, that's a good question. We are. If you're born again, you are washed in the blood. If you are saved, then 
don't stay right there and just be, okay, I got saved one time. That you need to be continuing in your salvation. Salvation is a, a extending, extenuation, a continuation in your life. It doesn't stop right there. It keeps going. You keep growing in the Lord. A new creature doesn't just, a baby's not just born. And just stays a baby? No. A baby is born and it changes. Its facial features change. It begins to, when the the newborn baby is born, oh, he looks just like his mom. He's got his dad's ears. Look, it's got grandma's toes. It's got grandpa's nose. But as the baby changes and grows, its features change. And maybe he begins to look more like dad for a while. Then begins to look more like mom. And it begins to take on the attributes of its family members as it, it grows and it learns from those that are around it. The mom, the dad, the aunts, the uncles, whoever has influence in that child's life, that child is going to grow up with that influence. And those attributes are going to become more like him. The mannerisms will be there. There are things that God innately puts into each and every human being. Those things are there. And as that child grows, he changes. He changes from one experience to another, from one thing to another, he changes. And the Bible tells us that from glory to glory, God changes us. So when we get into his presence, he changes us. So obviously, that new creature doesn't stay right there and wait for the Lord to come No, he grows and he becomes more and more like the Father. He takes on the attributes of the Father. He takes on the attributes of the Son. He's shaped and formed and molded and led and taught by the Spirit of God himself. If we will submit, if you will hear it and receive what God is saying this morning. So God is speaking to the church today, the body of Christ again. And he's saying, you know, I've called you out, I've spoken, uh, people are, are quoting from Chronicles and saying, if my people who will, are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. But are they? Are they humbling themselves and praying? Or are we looking out there to see who else needs to humble themselves? Who else needs to pray? Who else needs to repent? Surely it's not me. Are we like, are we fine? Or is God looking at us and saying, you're like the Pharisee standing on the corner saying, thank God, I'm not like them. I'm better than them. I've got this. I've got that. Look at me. I'm great. And everybody else needs to repent. God forbid. But that's what he's saying to us this morning. That's what he's saying to the church. I don't know how far this podcast is going to reach, but God does. And he's saying, repent, repent, get completely right look what he said to to them here and as i open open the word of god and i was seeking the lord you know for well for what this podcast should say today what is the message for the people today and my bible it's the headline is judah rebuked and i thought really lord again <laughs> really you know i, I want to bring happy go lucky fun stuff but no the lord says no you i, I really heard the Spirit say this morning, sweep around your front door. Tell my people, sweep around your own front door. Check things out. Do your own dirty laundry. Take care of you. Remember just a couple of uh, weeks ago and then again several months ago, he said, get your house in order. What does that mean? Does that mean that you need to make sure that everybody in your house is living right? Can you make them live right? No. Can you make them get saved? No. But with the one that you do have mm, control over, I guess, is you. You 
You yourself, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. It's not my mama, not my daddy, but me, oh Lord. It's me, God. Lord, help me to sweep around my own front door. Lord, help me to make sure that I am saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. This body, this temple that you have given me, this mind, will, and emotions, this soul that you have given me, the breath of life, I am responsible. You as a Christian, you as a born again, you as a child of God, you as a created being, created in the likeness and image of God Almighty, are responsible for your house. When he said get your house in order, he means this temple. Get your temple in order now. Don't wait. Don't delay. Get yourself in order. Jesus is coming soon, and we are going to have to be able to stand in the things that are coming. This is not even close to what we're going to behold and what's going to come on the earth. We need to be ready. Be ye also ready. Be ready. We need to be wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. We need to have the word of God hidden deeply in our hearts. It needs to be right on the very tip of our lips. It needs to be the first thing that comes forth when someone says, I need prayer. The word of God should be so intrinsic in us that it comes forth. Not because we read it in a devotional that morning, but because it's part of who we are. The word of God should be part of who you are. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of God must be in there. You find yourself wandering, looking to the left or to the right, following after only mom and daddy's words or the direction of mom and dad. And maybe they are righteous. Maybe they are holy. And maybe they are telling you the right things and you are following after that. That's good. But that's not good enough what God said right here. They listened and they obeyed and they didn't even drink any wine because Jonadab told them, don't do it. They were obeying their father. And because of that, God honored Jonadab or Jonadab. God honored him and God blessed and moved in his life. And people on the outside and even you, you yourself, as a, if you were Jonadab, you might think, oh, well, you know, look at this. I've got all these blessings and, the, and, and I've got one kid serving in the house of the Lord forever and for on and on and on. It's all throughout the generations that God has instituted this. But how about I want all of my life, all of my children saved in my life. I want to see and that's God's will. God wants all of your children saved, not just one going to church, not just one over here doing something good. He wants all of your kids saved. And that starts, judgment begins in the house of God and you are the temple of the Lord. It begins in you, child of God. It begins in you, man and woman of God. It begins in you. Amen. Hear what the Lord is saying this morning. He sees the efforts that you put forth. He sees the, the good works. He sees the prayer and, the, and, and those things. But there's more. If God is speaking this to us this morning, don't shirk it off and say, it's not me. There's not more. Because there's always more. I'm just letting that sink in. That's why the quiet space. There's always more. God has called you to be a set apart people. That means that we don't entangle ourselves with the things of this world, with the cares of this world. There's enough trouble today that we don't need to be worried about tomorrow. We need, there's enough sin 
surrounding us that we don't, you don't have to be watching it. You don't have to be looking for it. You don't have to be wondering what's going to happen next. God will direct your footsteps. He knows what happens next. He's already been there. He's already before us and behind us. There's nothing surprising to God. He is here and he is there and he is behind us. He is and was and is to come. There's nothing hidden from God. There's nothing held back. So the Lord wants you to know this morning that he is calling you to sweep around your own front door to check out what God has for you to sanctify yourself. I the Lord I keep hearing the spirit say sanctify, sanctify, sanctify. Sanctify yourself, separate yourself, cut yourself off from the things of this world. Shut them out. He called us in into our inner chambers, into our houses. He gave us a Sabbath, an opportunity to get before God, not before the television, not before the internet, not before comic books, not before things that that distract us, but before God himself. He gave us a chance to come in to his very presence and seek him and him alone. Praise God. We don't know. We don't need an epidemiologist. We don't need a, a a virologist. We need God Almighty. Amen. We need to know what God says, where He directs our footsteps, what He tells us to do. In these days, you better know what the Lord. If He tells you, if the if the Lord tells you to wash your hands, wash them. If the Lord tells you to put on a mask, put the mask on. If the Lord tells you don't go in that place, don't go. If the Lord tells you to go in this place, then go. Do what the Lord tells you to do. I'm not telling you. I heard uh, a, a, a popular Christian artist say, you do you. Don't do you. I'm telling you, you don't. You do you. You do what the Lord says. What thus saith the Lord. If we are the body of Christ, we will do what we hear the Spirit of God say. What the Lord tells us to do, we will not do what we hear ourselves say. We will not be doing what comforts us and what makes us feel good or fit into the clique that we want to fit in. We will fit into the Word of God and we will be strange. We will be unusual. We will not be like the world. Amen. We will not be like the world. He is telling us to come out from among them to be a separated people, sanctified, cleansed, holy, spotless, without blemish. The church, the body of Christ, the bride still is in a place of complacency. She's still folding her arms. She's still taking a little nap. And God is I want to say screaming. God is shaking the church. God is shaking the world. God is shaking things. And yet we're just sitting there like we're on a. a, I'm not trying to say a carnival ride. Like we're on. Oh, this is fun. Check it out. Watch this. And it is. It can be, you know, it's great because we have peace in the midst of the storm. But we can't be in, in complacency and think, oh, well, this is. This is just, you know, all well and good. It's all going to pass. Look how long this is, keeps going on. First they said two weeks. Then they said three weeks. Then they said four weeks. We, I heard the Spirit saying, and if I didn't tell you, you know, we heard it was going to be at least until August and on into September. And we, it's not going to change. Things are not going to go back to normal. Things are not going to go back to the way they used to be. 
we have to find comfort not in normal, but in the Lord Jesus Christ. The comfort, the only peace that people are going to be able to find is in Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard testimonies and read testimonies and seen things where people were in bondage. They were being held against their will. They were being used and abused in unimaginable ways. And yet they found Jesus. And in Jesus, they found peace. In Jesus, they found strength. In Jesus, they found love. And here we are sitting in comfort, sitting in a, nobody's beating on your door. Nobody's forcing you to do something against your will today. I hope. If he is, if that is happening, there is peace in Jesus. There is love in Jesus. No matter what's going on in your life, there is peace, there is hope, there is joy, there is healing in the midst of Jesus Christ alone. If you would give your life completely and wholly to him, repent and turn. You know, the, the, the body of Christ seems to think that we don't need to repent and turn. The, the churches today, the people who call themselves Christians, the people who are saying, well, you know, it's, it's like we say, if my people who are called by my name, we think that's America. It's not America. It's his people who are called by his name. It is his people who are called by his name that need to repent. According to the word of God, would repent and turn from their evil ways. Well, what's evil, Jesus? I'm going to church. I pay my tithes. I, I listen to Christian music when I want to. And sometimes I listen to something else. I, 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 I read my Bible every morning. I got this. I got my devotional, I got my t-shirt, I got my my bumper sticker, Jesus. Jesus is saying, the Lord is saying, turn from your evil ways. Turn from the things that are evil, the things that are not of God. There are things in your life that are not of God. If it were not true, he would not be saying it. We need to get rid of the things in our lives that are not of God. We need to sweep around our front door. We need to sweep out our house, cleanse our house. Turn with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. That's in the New Testament. The book of Luke. Oh, Dr. Luke, like the old pastors used to say. Luke was a a physician. He was a doctor and he was very good uh, with the writing down the scripture, writing down the things that happened. And he was pretty much a, a detailed person. And so we're in the book of Luke. He followed Jesus. He became a Christian and he followed Jesus. Many, many times you see um, doctors that all their hope and all their trust and all their education and millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars invested into becoming physicians and doctors. And I'm not speaking against that today. Luke was a doctor, but he'd learned to put all of his trust and hope and faith and confidence in Jesus Christ. Praise God. All right, you with me? Luke chapter 15, verse 8. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. 
Verse 10, likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Let's look at this scripture for a minute in light of what the Lord is saying to us. Or what woman, O body of Christ, O bride of Christ, what woman? A bride is usually thought of as being a woman, correct? If you're a man and you're listening to this you and you are born again, you are saved, you are part of the body, the bride of Christ. It is a figurative speech. We are the bride of Christ. He is coming back like a thief in the night. Jesus is the groom. He is going to return. He is the bridegroom and he is coming to re- and returning to take up the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. All right. So what woman having 10 silver coins, would you not say a silver coin is precious? We like silver here. Silver is precious. I'm not sure what the, what it's worth right now, but she had 10 silver coins. That's all she had maybe. 10 silver coins. What can you do with a coin? Well, today we're on a coin coin shortage here in the United States. So having 10 silver coins would be a big deal, right? Even to us today, 10 silver coins she had, and she lost one of them. If she loses one coin, the scripture says in verse 8, she lights a lamp. The Lord tells us to have our lamps ready. In this parable of the 10 virgins, there were five foolish and five wise. The wise ones had their lamps full of good, clean, fresh oil. You ever seen that oil that's dirty? It doesn't burn clean. You ever uh, use a lamp and the, the the lamp shade is all dirty? Then the light doesn't shine bright. When there's just a little bit of fluid left in there, a little bit of oil left, it doesn't burn for very long. Jesus is looking for a church, a bride, who has her lamps full. Those lamps had to be filled and ready for the journey that they were going on. They had to be ready for the walk that they were going to (laughs) take. There's a lot in that. Wow, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This woman, she lit her lamp. That means her lamp was ready. She didn't have to go trim the wick. She didn't have to go wash the the lampshade. She didn't have to go find some oil, go, go out and seek for oil. Her lamp was ready. But she lost one of those precious, precious coins. Her lamp was ready, but she had lost a coin. She lit the lamp and she got a broom. And she began to sweep the house. We need to sweep the house this morning, today. Sweep the house. Sweep the house. Make it clean. Not just around the front door like we were saying earlier. She swept the house. The whole thing. She probably keshered the house to make sure that there was not even any... I'm just going to take this a little further. When When Passover comes, the house has to be swept clean. There cannot be any yeast in the house. We make bread and the yeast gets all all over. It has to be nothing. It had to be cleansed. And she swept the house. She cleansed the house searching. Ever since I was a little girl, when I look for something, I begin to clean. Because that's how I find it. I clean and I find. Get two things done at one time. When we sweep the house, that's when we find the things that we need to find. 
and sometimes you might you might find some things that need to be purged things that need to be gotten rid of as she was sweeping that when you sweep you don't sweep everything up into a ball or to a pile and keep it do you <laughs> no you sweep it up you get it into the dustpan and you throw it out it's good for nothing but to be cast out amen so we sweep the house, cleanse the house, purify the house, make sure there's nothing there. Sweep the house this, today. Sweep the house. Glory to God. And she searched carefully. Search carefully. Don't just go through. You ever seen people sweep and they just sweep the middle of the floor? And they don't sweep under the furniture. They don't move the furniture out. They don't get into the corners. They don't know how to turn the broom just right to get up under the edges. You got to sweep the house and search carefully. Take your time before the Lord and sweep the house. Don't do it by yourself. Do it with the Lord. Allow the Lord to be there with you. That's why she lit the lamp. The oil is the Holy Spirit, the fire, the flame of God. Let the Holy Ghost show you. Let the Holy Ghost illuminate things in your life. Sweep the house with the presence of the Holy Ghost and search carefully until you find it. Lord, what is it? I'm searching carefully. Help me to find it. Help me to find what I need and help me to purge what I don't, Father. In verse 9, and when she found it, she called her friends. She called her neighbors. She probably called up her son. She probably went over and ran next door and got her daughters. She probably told, she went everywhere. Her neighbors. Who who lives near you? Usually it's our family that lives somewhere nearby, right? Maybe, but nowadays we have we have texts, we have cell phones, we can call people across the nation. She was so excited. She was overjoyed. She had found this coin, this precious piece. Your life and life more abundantly is more precious than anything. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is precious as it paid for with the blood of Jesus Christ. Your salvation, first and foremost, is so exciting that you should not be able to contain it. And when Holy Ghost comes in, it's even multiplied and expounded. Dunamis, dynamite power of God is in you. How can you hold it back? How can you hide it under a bushel? How can you not share it with others? How can you live and dwell in the same abode, the same household, and not be so excited to share it with your loved ones? How can we be so filled with the Spirit of God, so sanctified, so on fire for God, and not share it with our neighbors, to not share it with the people that we come in contact with? People are riding in the streets right now over they don't even know what. They really don't know what is driving them. They, and I might get some backlash on that, but they don't understand. They don't have... The love and the passion of God it is a passion that drives them, but it is a, a herd mentality of a, a passion that is for something else. There are lots of people that are caught up in that wave and they are just going with it because it's it's powerful and it's moving them. But we, how much more the Holy Ghost would move the body of Christ if we would submit and get on board with what he has for us. How exciting it would be if we begin to call up people and say rejoice for me for I have with me for I have found the peace which I have lost I have found the glory of God I have found the goodness the good things of God Lord 
The Lord God is showing me deep things. Yes, the deep things of God he is showing me. Let me share with you what God is showing me. If we would begin, wow, what if everybody started a podcast? But if we all began to share with God, with others, what God is showing us and begin to glorify God in the presence of other people, in the presence of all of our enemies, in the presence in the streets, in the, in the, in the marketplace, everywhere that we go, that we are glorifying God, not to be pretentious, God forbid. God is not into pretentiousness. He is not into being a Pharisee and standing on the street corner and saying, oh, look how great I am, and God has blessed me so above and beyond. Thank God that I'm not like this one or that one. It's not, no, God forbid, but he wants us to rejoice and share the love of Jesus Christ and the good things that he is showing us, the good things that he is doing in us. But first, we must find what it is that he wants us to sweep the house this morning, today. Sweep the house, cleanse, purify, sanctify yourself, set yourself apart, cut off the things that are not of God. I beg of you. I plead with you. I pray that you will hear what I'm saying this morning. Hear what thus saith the Lord. Separate yourself, sanctify yourself, sweep the house, search carefully, and be set completely free. When God was speaking to the Rechabites there, the the men of Judah, the people of Judah and the inhabitants, inhabitants of Jerusalem, he said, you've done these good things, but you haven't obeyed my voice. You've obeyed your mama's voice or your daddy's voice, but you have not obeyed my voice. I God is calling you today to obey his voice this morning to incline your ear to hear what thus saith the Lord and repent and seek the Lord today. Light that candle, light that lamp, search your heart and say, Lord, search me. Lord, show me. Don't just sit there and let and wait for God to do it. One of, one of the things I've seen, and I'm going to close real, really soon, that people think that God is going to sanctify them, that God is going to set them apart, that God is going to humble them. You don't want God to humble you. God set you apart when, he, when his son went to the cross. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that he has done his work. Now it's time for you to sweep the house. It's time for you to light the lamp and search your heart. It's time for you to ask him to help you, to allow him to reveal things to you. There's some things you already know. There's stuff you already know you need to get rid of. Start there. Sweep it out. Sweep the house. Sweep the house this morning. Make room for Jesus. Make room for the Holy Ghost. Make room for that lamp to be purely and fully, completely filled with the Holy Ghost ghost inside and overflowing to the outside. Let the Lord Jesus have his way in your life today. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. And what rejoicing there is in heaven over one who repents, over one who returns to the Lord Jesus Christ, over one who steps over a hurdle, over that wall. David said, you have caused me to run through a troop. And leap over a wall. There are walls in your life that you need to leap over. And there are walls in your life that need to be torn down and obliterated. 
Jesus Christ was made manifest to destroy the works of Satan. If you will allow him to do it, those walls will fall flat. They will be obliterated. They will be destroyed. And Jesus Christ reign as king completely and wholly in your life. You will see things begin to change in your household. You will see your children begin to change. You will see doorways open that have been that you thought were closed. You will see things. I, I hear, I see these 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 people who who prophesy God is going to open doors and God is doing this in your life and God is restoring what the canker worm ate. And they don't even know who they're talking to. They're just putting it out there to the airwaves. It doesn't apply to every single person. It applies to those who are being obedient. Read the word again in Jeremiah 35, 12. What did he say? Verse, um. well, just read on down through there. It was those that had turned to God. He's saying all the way down through verse 18, 12 through 18. Those, some of those people were being obedient to their daddy, to what their grandfather had said or their father had said, but they weren't fully and completely obeying what God said. Obedience is not something that you wait on. Obedience is not something that you do halfway. Obedience is right here, right now, and obedience is completely and holy. If I, if you're, if some, if you're Boss told you to go wash the windows and you went over and you sprayed some Windex squirt and you wiped one place. Did you obey him? Did you obey the boss? Did you clean the window? No. You understood what the Lord, what the Lord, what the Lord of the business meant. You understood what the boss meant. He or she told you to go clean the windows. Then you know that they meant to clean that whole window, not just a little but the whole thing. The Lord is saying, sweep the house, sweep the house, not just a little, but the whole thing. Walk in obedience, not just a little here and a little there, but the whole thing. Not here a little, there a little, but the whole thing. Submit to God and allow him to move in your life. You will walk in victory. You will see chains broken. You will. This is our victory, even our faith. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I I invite you now to, to pray, to go ahead and turn the podcast off and pray and repent and seek the Lord. Don't just get up and walk away. Spend some time, spend a good bit of time before the Lord and allow him to help you. Light your lamp. Sweep your house this morning. Search carefully. God bless you and have a great, powerful week in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.